up on Facebook. Uh, that's a quick, very valid question. It says it's recording uh, now, so it probably is. <laughs> there you are. We are live now. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Um, all right, Aaron, uh, welcome. We are welcome. at Entry Talks. Okay. Uh, I believe Entry Talks 22, right? Yes, this is Entry Talks 22. Yes, yeah, so um, lots of changes, but great changes, you know, as they say, uh, with change come greater things. So talk to us, uh, we, you sent out the press release about N3, so uh, give, some, give us a little bit of uh, details about what happened or what is going on with N3. So um, we are going full steam ahead with online. The um, location at 2301 Georgia Avenue will be closing on November 15th. And um, that's really the big news. And so right now we're working on uh, making sure the members find a new home, um, packing up our stuff, and uh, you know, getting ready for the next chapter with the Inclusive Innovation Incubator. So, you know, you have been there uh, at N3 for uh, now, Three years. Three years. Uh, what, through, what made you decide to uh, close your doors and move everything online? Well, uh, one thing I don't see this is a side note. I don't see the event. Do you actually see the event up on the Facebook page? I just want to make sure that it's. There. Yeah, I'm actually uh, trying to just check it out on uh, on my phone as well. No, let me just. I don't want to go all in and uh, and find that it's not there. I just went to our home page and I don't see anything. So that's why I was kind of thrown off. Here. We're talking here. Um, it shows that we're talking here. Live post. And you, we see you. <laughs> so you, you I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Yeah. I see you on Facebook. Go live. There you go. Um, oh, at title. Okay. Wait. Oh, so we're not all the way live yet. <laughs> okay. Oh no, we are live. We are. Well, I'm on the home page and I don't see anything. In three talks. Unedited version. Unedited version. <laughs> because here's, a, I don't know why I'm seeing myself on Facebook right now. Unedited, well, unedited put version. Put the link in the um, chat here because I can, I'm going to the in three page. Right, because I'm assuming yeah. that the people would go to see it, and I don't see anything on the in three page. Let's see, view as visitor. Okay, go live. Uh, you're going live now. All right, now we're going. Okay, wait. Let's see. Can you check? Oh, now it says meeting is now streaming live on Facebook. So there you go. And now let's see if on the Facebook page. There you are. There you are. Okay, lovely. Um, yes, okay, we are live. So now we go back to welcome in three talks 22. Welcome, Aaron. Welcome. Uh, so uh, in three talks uh, 22 is uh, one of uh, it's going to be one of the most interesting ones in a sense that you have some major announcement to make. So feel free to kind of jump on and make the announcement. All right, so the, the news is, um, for those who have not seen it, is that we are shutting down the physical location here on 2301 Georgia Avenue. Um, we have been running programming online, uh, but we're going 
all in online um, right now. Uh, we are we are moving out of the space. We're helping the members that are here who came back after COVID, you know, transition out of the space, and um, we're we're ready to start a new chapter with Inclusive Innovation Incubator. I mean, we still believe that the work we were doing and still are doing is uh, critical and important uh, for the community and for the region, and you know, we're going to continue to find uh, creative ways to you know continue to do the work that we're doing. So, what have you decided to? Um... To, to transition everything online and that the physical location is no longer needed. Granted, there's COVID-19 and most places are still uh, under social distancing and the many other uh, restrictions, but can you give us a little bit more detail about it? Yeah, I mean, so to, for, for those who don't know the history of IN3, um, we started out as a public-private partnership between Howard University and the mayor's office, specifically through uh, DEMPED. And uh, the agreement was a three-year agreement that would be reviewed at the end of the third year. We have reached the third year. Um, the mayor's office, due to a bunch of issues, most, <laughs> mostly driven by, by COVID, um, there was no longer funding to continue to support Inclusive Innovation Incubator. And that was just kind of the domino effect. And so from there, you know, the relationship with Howard and leasing the space just wasn't you know, financially feasible. And so that kind of led to the obvious end of um, us being at this physical location. Um, the, 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 the reality is, you know, even when um, the mayor, we moved to kind of like the second phase of uh, reopening, you know, people just weren't going, coming back out again. I mean, you've seen the devastation already. I just saw last week that they said, you know, three of the oldest uh, co um, we work co-working spaces here in DC have shut down. Um, I saw an article yesterday because you know, since I was running IN3, I started following the industry. There was an article saying like one in five co-working spaces will shut down. I mean, it's just clearly a contraction in the industry. You know, people just simply aren't ready to go out to spaces like this anymore. Um, so we, like I said, it just gives us an opportunity to focus on online programming, building out our online community, and honestly moving us closer towards kind of the IN3 Nation concept that we started working on about this time last year, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. where we were trying to you know, extend our brand, extend our reach, extend our programming uh, through online. And so now it's, it's been accelerated. Yeah, so let, let's talk about this. I'm gonna, we're gonna talk two, two, two major things. Uh, one is, of course, the transition online and how easy it is for you uh, because you come from a tech background. Um, so, you know, can you give us a little bit more insight in terms of how your tech background allowed you to transition seamlessly most, I mean, all of your programming online. Um, can you give us a little bit more insight about that? Um, well, one thing was that um, be, because my other company, Clearly Innovative, we're a tech-based company. I'm also a person who's very comfortable with technology. You know, identifying um, technical solutions to move us online was something that we could do easily because we're just very comfortable with technology. Um, most of the materials for our classes that we offered were online materials, you know, either through Google Docs, Google Slides. Um, so it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a, like a mental leap for us to say, oh my God, what am I gonna do? I need to be online. Um, so we, we just transitioned uh, uh, pretty easily. I think the, the bigger challenge is, you know, when we, you know, back in March, when we first did it, the bigger challenge was people accepting that this was the way. 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think back then, you know, some folks were like, oh, this will just be a couple of weeks and then, you know, things will be back to normal. And so there was kind of like this half-hearted effort about really engaging in online platforms and trying to figure out how to make it work. Um, I think people are starting to, you know, settle in and realize, you know, we, we, we got a couple more months of this. Um, this is the way that people are communicating. This is the way that things are happening. This is the way people are learning, you know, for those of us who have kids, I mean, this is what our kids are doing every day. Um, so, you know, I don't want to say adapt or die, but uh, <laughs> something very similar to that. It's like, we, we just got to figure it out. And as an entrepreneur, like, this is what it's about, right? right. You right. make your plan, you try your best, and then you iterate. And then you yeah. figure out what to do to get ne- to the next level. And, you know, that's kind of what we're doing. But like I said, we had, we had, we had already had the discussion about going online. We knew it was a strategy for growing our membership. So we've just had to accelerate our schedule. Mm. So, you know, we talked about in three, I know many people may have questions and feel, well, we can take some questions uh, eventually from uh, Facebook uh, because today we're actually streaming online. Um, unlike all other uh, in three talks we've had in the past. So uh, if you have any questions, ping us and we will make sure that uh, you can ask your questions online. Now, in terms of you as an entrepreneur, and I'm happy that you talked about adapt or die type of thing, right? Right. Because it's about entrepreneurship. It's the journey. Um, How do you feel as an entrepreneur, a black man, minority owned? You know, there's a combination of kind of the, uh, you know, as we we were talking about offline, kind of the emotional, I I wouldn't call it stress. I would say Mm -hmm. exhaustion of um you know we myself you know people who are rode the all the way through with me and even people who are here in the beginning who left like i've been at this for four years mm-hmm. um you put a lot into something like this i mean anyone who does this type of work realizes it's i don't want to say it's thankless work but it's pretty close to thankless work right <laughs> <laughs> um, but i'm not all in on thankless. it's close to <laughs> right not 100% thankless. And so, you know, you, you pick, you pick your wins and you pick your battles and you have to remember your why, like, why did you get into this and why are you doing what you're doing? But it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt sometimes. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you don't get tired of the bullshit sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you don't get frustrated. And, you know, that takes an emotional, you know, it wears on you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you combine it with the global pandemic we're in the middle of, you know, I have, you know, two kids at home that, you know, now that we're in school, I got to figure out, you know, how do I do my job, you know, keep my other business clearly innovative going, keep this business going, um, you know, be a good father, be a good husband, you know, make sure my kid basically help homeschool my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just, it's very tiring. It's, um... Yeah, so, you know, it, it's hard for entrepreneurs, especially this new normal, uh, with this new normal in terms of what you just said. And I think as parents, you the teachers are teaching, but you're kind of supervising. Now you have taken that yes. role while you're working as well. So, um, and I remember, you know, through a lot of our discussions in terms of how how entrepreneurs, other entrepreneurs who are not tech savvy, and who have to adapt 
Mm. Um, so, which is why you have the future written in code, the inclusive innovation lab, the growing glow and all the programs that you have. So talk a little bit more about how some of your programs will be a little bit more uh, catered towards this new normal, uh, especially the future written in code um, and the inclusive innovation lab. Um, so the, so for the in three labs, right? So like right now we're working with two partners um, for two specific in three labs that we'll be running. Um, we've run an in three labs that we finished up in um, the months of rolling in May. Yeah, May. Right. So so we've we've run an online a full blown in three labs online already. We've run a smaller version of it through uh, our Growing Low Women's program. Um, so we've done this before. We know how to do it. We learn from each one. You know, we take our software or we're iterating through each sprint. Kind of, we learn our lessons and we kind of iterate to make it better. And we've run two um, coding classes online. We ran a UJS coding class online and we ran a Unity game development class online. So we've run the, we've run the classes online. Um, I did a, uh, a meetup online for, uh, that's related to our clearly innovative work also online uh, a couple of weeks ago. The interesting, a couple of the interesting learnings that I'm getting from it is that, is that the, um, I, I think I mentioned this to you, we didn't have a lot of people show up for the last meetup, but it's getting a tremendous number of views because I recorded it, mm. right? So it's, it's kind of, it's funny if, if I think back to when um, the TiVo first came out, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Right. I mean, I think that's kind of how people need to look at this. It's that, you know, time shifting, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm interested yeah. in this yeah. uh, in three labs or I'm interested in this, you know, Vue.js course or Ionic framework course um, or this growing little program that's being done by IN3, but I can't get there at that specific time they're doing it because as we know, everybody's lives are all shifted, but now mm -hmm. I can time shifts because the thing's been recorded and I can watch it later. Right? And so, you know, one of the things that we'll be starting to do more of is starting to record our content. Um, we still need to figure out how to, how to monetize. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <So>, indeed. <laughs> it's still a business. Yeah. Um, but we need to recognize that that's how, that's where we are today. And, you know, um, one of the things that I've said before to some of our entrepreneurs there, if people aren't buying your stuff, you know, it's not their fault. Right? That's right. That's you know? right. So, we need to find a way how to package our content, how to package our program services in a way that people want to engage in it. And mm -hmm. you know, if that means we need to figure out how to have some, you know, different tiers of our offering where there's some free offering, there's some paid offering, there's some live offering, there's some pre-recorded offering. And then there's even some, like I've, I'm still trying to find time to take content from the view course I taught in March. Right. <laughs> I told you back in March, I like took all the content and like dropped it into an ebook is like 125 pages. And so like, that's another potential offering, but I got to find time to edit all that content, clean up all that content and roll that out too. Because mm. you know, not everybody wants to stare at their screen all day. There's still people who like to just open up a book and read it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Mm. So, you know, these are all, it's kind of a long winded way to say that, you know, we're still, moving forward here in inclusive innovation incubator we still have plans to generate content and we still have you know intentions to make sure um that we meet people where they are because we know the struggles that a lot of small businesses are going through right now 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, in terms of the, um, one of the main things that has happened is basically you're taking all of your content and putting it online, making it available at any time of the day for someone to consume it. Um, because the reality of the new normal is that you need any consumer needs to have flexibility, uh, be it from education perspective or tech perspective. Um, so how, what do you see for yourself at this point? Like as an entrepreneur, so let's now we're going to shift a little bit instead of just focusing, but we want to hear the human side of your story, right? The you as Aaron Saunders, uh, CEO of Clearly Innovative, CEO of In3, uh, president of Given3, which is your nonprofit arm, who's been committed, dedicated to the underserved. You know, many people do not know your extensive tech background, that you are one of the first pioneers, as I would say, in, in the e-commerce industry. Um, you know, so talk a little bit about where you were when you were about, as soon as you finished your undergrad to where you are now today. Give us a little bit of the journey. So the journey is I started programming when I was in sixth grade. Um, as, as you know, an escape, I didn't go out during lunch. I sat in a library and I learned to program a computer. Um, I entered a science fair and I found kind of, uh, I found my place you know, mm-hmm. with the computer and kind of learning and trying to understand that. For the old people who will see this later, you know, I my father bought me a Timex Sinclair. I had like a first the first Radio Shack computer you plugged into your tele, I mean, into your uh, TV. And, you know, so I've just been programming most of my youth and most of my mm-hmm. adult life. It's just been something that I've always done. Um, I tried to get out of it for a while and... Um, I applied to business school. The idea was that I was going to get into finance and kind of be a big Wall Street dude. Um, that crashed and burned horribly. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did get. The, I though I did get into uh, business school. I, I went to uh, NYU. I graduated. Um, NYU got my degree with a focus on IT marketing and strategy. And but I still just went back to tech companies because that was the first. You know the first dot com. You know bubble i was part of that up in new york city you know programming all through that worked on disneystore.com nikestore.com the first toysrs.com went to europe and worked in marksdispensers.com and kind of bounced around the united states working on e-commerce solutions um during that whole phase um after that what oh, what ended that oh yeah the 9-11 ended that <laughs> mm-hmm. 9-11 happened and i was um, i was working for an e-commerce startup in new in uh, new york city um, that got shut down. Um, they let a bunch of let a bunch of people go. I transitioned to Time Warner Cable, and then through Time Warner Cable, I ended up here in the district. Moved over to Register.com, which is another interesting experience. Kind of like a very large migration from like their original solution to a new um, Java. I believe that was a Java-based platform back then. Um, did my stint in government contracting like most people in the district do, everybody, most people in the district, one way or another, have had some journey, good or bad, through government contracting, and then eventually left and started Clearly Innovative, and then added Clearly Innovative through IN3. So it's been quite an interesting journey, and I've seen a lot, and a lot along the way. And I think that what happened was that after a while at Clearly Innovative, there was this kind of moment of like, what can I do? 
you know, what is my purpose? Why do I have all this knowledge information? And how can I give back? And, get, you know, I'm better at it now, but kind of, you know, in the beginning it was just, hey, let's, what can I do to give back? But now it's like, how can I give back and get paid? Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Because everybody, everybody's got to eat. Yeah, um, and so I'm still trying, I mean, I, I, it's still a struggle that, you know, you, you know, Rahel, we talk about this often. It's still a struggle trying to find the balance of, of um, helping others mm-hmm. um, and still, you know, running a business effectively. Because at yeah. the end of the day, this is still a business, right? Yeah. So that's, that's uh, what, what we try to do. So, you know, it's a few, I have a bunch of questions, but I'm going to try to, so the entrepreneur in you, right? When you, so let, uh, the first question, clearly innovative. So you, you kind of left the job and you said, I'm going to start my business. So tell us one, why you started, why you, you didn't go look for another job, but you said, I'm going to start this company, a tech company. And then how did you secure your first client? So interestingly enough, hold on, I'm just pushing this out on social media. Um, interestingly enough, the first client I had, I had while I was still doing government contracting. Mm. Um, hold on, I'm now on Facebook. Um, so what had happened was I, sorry, now. What had happened was I was working on, I was working and learning on how to be a mobile developer. And so I was investigating uh, mobile development platforms. And the platform that I was investigating at the time was something called the Accelerator Titanium or Titanium Accelerator. I forget which one it was. Um, they, they were relatively new. And so I would go through the documentation and try to find an answer to my problem and I couldn't find an answer to my problem. So then when I actually solved the problem, I started a blog. Um, I think actually it's been so long. I forget what the name of the blog was, but I, I would basically create a blog and post my solution. So then if somebody else looking for the problem, they could find it. And I was doing that and doing that and doing that. And then I would get people who would contact me and say, Hey, thanks for the answer. Or, Hey, I have this problem. Can you help me? So I said, let me try something new. So basically what I said was here's a PayPal account, put a hundred dollars in the account and I'll give you an hour of my time. And then through that process, I made some money, um, got better at it. Uh, and then eventually someone said, Hey, you know, I have this project and I'm working with this other developer group and they can't do it. Do you want to take the project? And I was like, uh, yeah, why not? And so I took a project on and I could, I could still manage the two. And then another project came along and then another project came along. And this was while I was still doing my day job. And so that's when I first um, hired some contractors to start to work with me on these projects. And um, eventually Accelerator reached out to me and asked me, did I want to be a, um, what did they call it back then? An advocate or whatever. Um, and so I got paid to kind of answer questions on their forum. I got paid to write blog posts about the content. And um, I figured, all right, there might be something here. This is my way out. And I finished up my government contract I was on and I started clearly, well, clearly Innovative was already started. That was the, I was the contracting firm that I was, that was the firm that entity that I created to start doing my government contracting. And I just, you know, 
started hiring staff on Nuclearly Innovative and we focused 100% on web and mobile development. And kind of that's how yeah. we got into the space. So what made you start in three from there? So in three got started because we were doing a bunch of interesting things at, um, at Clearly Innovative that was focused on entrepreneurship that was beyond the scope of a technology services firm. Um, so we were spending a lot of time talking to people about their business problem, um, talking to them about kind of uh, their marketing, talking to them about what they were doing for customer acquisition. First of all, doing a lot of it unpaid. Um, and B, a lot of it just wasn't in the original mission of what we were trying to do, inclusive innovation, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, clearly innovative. So that was one thing. Um, the second thing was we had started doing youth programming, mm -hmm. which also wasn't in the original charter of um, inclusive innovation, I mean, of, of clearly innovative. And then we won a grant through uh, JP Morgan Mission Main Street, and we were going to take that money to kind of create this separate entity that would focus on all the educational programming. And then around that time, that's when the mayor's office put out an RFP for someone to run a space. And uh, we responded to the RFP, we won, and then we created Inclusive Innovation Incubator. And then for the bazillionth time, Inclusive Innovation Incubator is not part of Howard University. <laughs> it's a separate business entity. It is yeah. my brand. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why we're just moving in three DC Inclusive Innovation Incubator online. Mm -hmm. If it was owned by the university or if it was owned by the mayor's office, I would not be able to do that. So that, I just want to make that point clear. Um, so that's what we've done. And so how, how, do, you, um, how do you reconcile the journey now? Uh, I know we talked about it offline. Uh, so I'm going to still ask you that question in a sense that I know it's not it, but uh, we just want to have that discussion. And you know what the question is, obviously, or somewhat because we, we have talked about it, which is, so some people may say, hey, you know what? And uh, within three, it, it failed. What do you say to that? I mean, I say my response to them but is the, this was a journey. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a, definitely a learning opportunity. And um, there's a couple of thousand people that we've reached through mm -hmm. the work that we've done here. Um, there's a fair number of people who've gone through through the events, through programs, um, who've listened to in three talks, who've gone through, you know, this whole experience within over three years, um, that's not a failure. You know, um, yeah. there's, as I've said to you before, there's a handful of people that have done what we've done in the United States, right? That's Absolutely. the reality. There are not, there are a small number of black owned and operated spaces that are intentionally focused on supporting diverse technologists, entrepreneurs, and creatives. And so to be one in that small group, there's no way that it can be labeled as a failure. Um, it was without a doubt an experiment, right? Um, that, you know, once again, to bring back the, the programming analogy, it's an, it was a sprint. It was an iteration, mm -hmm. right? We mm -hmm. made some assumptions. Uh, we built some things. We tried them out. We gathered some data. We modified and we're just iterating. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's what the next version of IN3 will be. It's the next iteration that's, that's a, hopefully a combination of best practices from what we've learned over the last four years, um, what we believe the market needs and wants at, the, at this time, which clearly is online programming. Um, and we'll make a couple of more assumptions that we'll attempt to validate over the next year. And we'll just continue to move on. So 
you know, definitely, you know, we both talked about it. So we've talked about it. So it's not, um, we know the answer to that, but you know, some people, as I, I, as we like to call them, the haters like to believe that uh, there's something else. So uh, it's good to make it clear because especially since you're retransitioning uh, online, all of your content and uh, all the services will continue. As you mentioned, there are two programs, Inclusive Innovation Labs that are gonna be um, uh, launched, one in mid-December. Uh, well, you have a future written in code coming up in November. You have uh, Inclusive Innovation Lab uh, starting in December and then another one in January. So it's already, the, the ramp up is there. So I know, um, I don't know if there are questions online. I think you're better than me since you have the screen open in front of you, but I can check on my phone if, there are any, if there's anybody that has asked any questions. I know, um, I don't know if there are questions. Oh, I just heard my voice. Better than me since you have the screen <laughs> Um, okay, so he, so unless there's uh, any additional information that you would like to give, I think we can wrap up. Um, uh, the I think in terms of in three uh, in three I know you'll be redesigning your website. Do you want to provide a little bit more information about that? So what we'll do is we'll transition the content on the website to the big most important thing is to allow people to sign up to our newsletter. Um, because the, news, the newsletter will be the best way to get the information on what programs we have upcoming and how you can sign up for the programs. Um, we, as I said, we will start to figure out um, what our strategy is going to be for recorded content, you know, what's going to be on the website versus, you know, what will drive people to our YouTube channel. Um, we will probably also, you know, have to put together some surveys to try to, you know, figure out how to best, um, what's the word I'm looking for, target. Um, what types of programming people are needed so that we can have specific emails and specific offerings going out to you. So if you're interested in Futures Written in Code, we can make sure that you're getting the Futures Written in Code content and not getting some of the other, other content. Um, but the important thing is that, you know, we don't, we believe that we were successful. Um, we believe that there's still a need for type of programming that we're offering in this community. Um, and uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep going. You know, for as long as it makes business sense for us to continue to keep going, we will keep, we will keep going. Um, Knowing you, Aaron, mm -hmm. you will keep on going and, and doing this underserved, making sure that there are programs for the underserved part of your business model. Till the, the, the God well, forbid, but as everybody's going to knock at this, uh, that door until, you know, uh, until you retire, I'm assuming. Um, well, I mean, the, the thing is that it's, it's, um, my hope is that, that that the community overall, you know, continues to find a way to support programming like I am to me. Um, there are there are small business owners, um, there are black and brown founders and entrepreneurs um, that are still struggling. And I think that if you're looking at the data, you know, it's gotten worse. And these are the times that you need programs, services, and support to kind of, you know, help folks, right? Um, I saw a statistic the other day saying that, you know, small um, business creation is going up. Business creation is going up either because people need to, right? Because they've got fired from their other job or their other job just went away. Um, and also because sometimes because people just see there's opportunities at this point. Um, so 
we need more programming like IN3, not less. And it's unfortunate that when you kind of look across the country, what's happening, um, when you look at how state and local government budgets are getting slashed, because, you know, a lot of money is going to support the, you know, issues around COVID and everything like that. Um, and something that I said, you know, all the way back in the beginning, it's like, black and brown folks are always at the end of the line, right? When checks start getting written, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, the absolutely. The um, when, you know, people like it or not, when people start getting laid off, unfortunately, we're at the front of the line, <laughs> right? Um, and, you know, it just, it's just, it's just not a sustainable model. Someone said the other day that, you know, um, entrepreneurship is economic development, right? So I think I saw someone said like the vaccine for urban areas, recovery from COVID is small business and entrepreneurship, right? Mm. Uh, and uh, you can't continue to cancel funding to programs <laughs> and think that, you know, suddenly, mystically, magically, things are going to get better, right? Um, and this is a community issue, right? This is, there's uh, I don't want to kind of get into the, the hating, but people are making a lot of money still, right? <laughs> right? Indeed they are. <laughs> um, and so, you know, sometimes we need those people to kind of step up and recognize the needs of the community that they, that they live in, that they're benefiting from, that some of their employees, you know, live in. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's something that we struggled with before COVID was identifying sponsors to support us. And I think it's something with, we'll continue to struggle with, you know, so uh, I guess- So I you're gonna have that. to forgive my, my wonderful sound of kids and stuff uh, for a second, but uh, I'm gonna still ask I, I one more question in terms of community. Uh, N3 is about community, you are about community, and how do you feel about the online community versus the real-time physical space community? I mean, I think that I, I think that it's going to be a while before um, we get back to where we were pre-COVID, right? Um, winter's coming now. Um, you're going to have people getting sick from the flu and whatever, and you know it'll just create more fear and anxiety around being in a space with other folks, right? And so, online is where it is now, and. I also, I think that, you know, people, people need that connection that they can get online because they can't get that human connection, that human interaction any other way. Um, and so I think it's important that, you know, because like you said, if we're here to support the community and that's where the community is, then, you know, we need to be there providing programs. So can we talk about a little bit about interconnect, well, connectivity and accessibility as well, because that was one of your concerns. Yeah, the, I mean, I, I think it, I think the COVID showed shine shone the light, shined the light. I don't even know. Showed, the light. showed, showed the light. Um, you know, just, just digital divide that everybody kept saying didn't exist. Right when you found out that all these kids could not get online for their classes because they didn't have internet access at home, let alone computers at home. You know, and that's one of the challenges for the programming that we want to offer. Right, if it's online, it's like you got to have internet access at home. You have to have a decent computer at home, right? Or you're streaming this stuff on your phone, right? So, I mean, there's still a set of challenges that exist around there um, that, ho you know, ho hopefully 
the country as a whole is learning through this process. That, you know, these are, th you know, the same way how it, it shone the light on the, you know, disparities that existed in the, um, the healthcare industry. You know, who had access to pro appropriate healthcare when COVID hit? What communities got devastated the most, right? You know, hopefully there's some lessons learned and there's things that are done to address that the same way that hopefully there's lessons learned about who actually has internet access and who does it and what can we do to address that. Um, as we, I mean, there's some things that will never go back to the way they were before. I think that online programming, online training, you know, reaching out to people online, I think is something that's going to be around for a while. And, you know, so this issue of, you know, lack of access to digital, uh, um, lack, lack of access to a web and internet um, is something that needs to be fixed. So as we're wrapping up, uh, what would you like to say? Um, what would you like to say to, to the audience, to your followers, to the community? Um, and then obviously everybody, we should we invite them to go out in 3dc.com and the website will be redesigned. Uh, so if you have any last comments and then uh, perhaps uh, kind of always, as always indicate where they can find you on social media. Well, the last comments are that, you know, we're, is really is that for the folks who have followed us, the folks who know the work that we do, we're still here. Um, we're always open to get input and feedback. Um, you know, one of the things that I've said to her before that I miss is, you know, before we would just get just random drop-ins. And through the random drop-ins, you start to get a pattern and you start to see what the needs are. And then you could say, hey, we need to create some programming for this because we keep hearing this repeatedly or this topic comes up when we have events, right? So we need a way to kind of get that same sort of interaction and energy, you know, without, <laughs> you know, the events in person, which we don't have. And we can have a conversation about this later because both Pal and I are on Clubhouse now. And um, we're going to try to figure out some interesting things that we can do on Clubhouse as a way to kind of get that, you know, bumping into each other in the hall and exchanging ideas and information, which help generate, you know, new programs and services that we can offer. And so, I mean, if, if Just nothing Just tell them a little bit about what Clubhouse is. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Clubhouse is an online platform that's invite only. Um, but as I found out, it's not that hard to get an invite. Um, you can just go and sign up for Clubhouse. Um, you get put on the wait list. And then if someone that you know who's already on Clubhouse or someone that might know you who's already on Clubhouse who has an invite, they can just invite you and then you're in. And then you get invites and then you can invite people. Um, and then they have the concept of rooms that can be around specific topics and you can have chats and you can invite people in, you can invite guests in. It's just a way to, to me, it's another way to, to connect and interact um, at this point. I'm relatively new to it. I just got on yesterday or the day before, and I'm still learning. Uh, we're trying to figure out some interesting program that we can put online um, through IN3. Um, so that's another thing, you know, stay in touch. I'll talk about that more on my social media and on our blog posts. And that's a good transition to where you can find us. So all Inclusive Innovation Incubator can be found everywhere at I and the number three DC. Um, so that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also YouTube. I can be found at Aaron K. Saunders on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube also. Lovely. So uh, thank you, Aaron. Uh, I think uh, if I may, I will say thank you on behalf of the community for taking the leap and um, starting in 3DC. Uh, I think in 3DC was um, a stepping stone for many entrepreneurs that we both know. 
Um, it has served as a community gathering space, uh, a co-working space, an education space, a technology and startup space. And like you said, you've had so many youth coming through, youth and at different ages as well, but uh, coming through the door and, and you're talking to them and giving them all this knowledge. Um, I think was also a, a space for, for intellectual discussions, uh, be it in specific technology space or other uh, issues. So we do look forward to seeing you on uh, n3dc.com, uh, which, and then I think uh, we will do more of these Facebook lives, cool. I think as an N3 Talks, uh, and we'll continue the N3 Talks as well. Um, I believe you have the future written in code that is gonna be starting soon. Uh, the Inclusive Innovation Lab and uh, all the rest of the programs that will be available. So thank you, Aaron. Thank, thank you for everything you. that you uh, have done for the community. Thank you. The physical space uh, is one thing, uh, but it's a blessing to be able to transition because not a lot of businesses have been able to do that with COVID. Yes. Thank you. So thank you, everyone. Pleasure. Have a nice Bye. one. Yep.